Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Sean. Hello, Moto America fans, and welcome to this latest edition of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. I have Carruthers on my right, and this is a special, special episode for us, not only because we're at Road America, which is... I think, Paul, we love this place quite a bit. We yeah, it's, we, it's awesome. We'd have 10 rounds here. But uh, we are joined by Freddie Spence, Spencer, a man who we've wanted to talk to for a long, long time. And if I gave you, I couldn't even, it would be a whole podcast talking about what Freddie's done in his career. But let me start by saying world champion um, back in the two-stroke area, won 250 and 500 in the same year, the only rider that's ever done that. Um, he's now a... Steward, uh, I went out of my chairman of the stewards, yes. Um, FI Motor Stewards, yes, thank you. And yeah. he's also the uh, the man in charge of all the Royal Enfield build train race programs, so it's really cool this year. Um, I'm gonna jump right into this because I gotta ask Freddie about this. I don't know if I'm right on this, Freddie, but when you had your school back in Vegas, did you actually start the Yamaha Champions Racing School, kind of technically? Well. Nick Inatch, who who basically obviously started that. Yeah, he, he started with one of the other instructors, Ken Hill. Ken Hill. Um, yeah, they they were my instructors at the school, and so the program the program I developed there and started in '97. Uh, after I stopped doing it um, at the end of '08, uh, Nick, and then we went. They went to um, Utah, which. We were running up there, and it was great because then they could kind of step into to doing that, and they did that for a few years. And then uh, when that ended, he started the ML, the Champion School, and and uh, it's great. I, I go back every once for a couple of times in the fall now, and it's it's really cool because all, all the guys, all the instructors, Nick says spend time with him, you know, because because he tells them all the stories about what we did in Vegas and. And when it started, and so it's great. It's a continuation, but it's also an evolution. Yeah, you know, which is good because um, you know there's things. Well, just all the street bike they do, and they work with a lot of police departments and and many things that that I had ideas about, and we had talked about. Just didn't get around to being able to do that. So it's 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 great, and and for me, it's you know, it's it's kind of cool to see that continue. So and for, I'm a graduate of the Freddie Spencer school. There you go. Yeah. A, a yeah. fine pupil right here. So, so what we just, what we just did here is we realized that <laughs> Thank you, Paul. most people, most people he graduated. Are, <laughs> he graduated. Yeah. He got a certificate and everything. I did. I yeah. did somewhere. <laughs> Your castle's still hanging from the rearview mirror, isn't it? But you know, this, it, what this is, is, you know, for most people that go to Vegas, it, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but mm. with you, it didn't. It kind yeah, of went exactly. away from there and it, it went yeah. out, elsewhere. And another <laughs> adage I'll say, because my wife is a teacher and she hates when people say those that can do and those that can't teach. You did and you also teach. Yeah, yeah I, you know, it's, it's, that is a very interesting subject, you know, and, and that we could do a whole podcast on talking about, you know, there Obviously, there's many riders who understand what they do to 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 ride, uh, and and don't talk about it, or they don't. You know, it's, it's probably just as many or more that um, that just do it on their instinctively, and they never get around to to understand it from that standpoint. I was very fortunate because um, I'm self-taught. I learned in my yard how to ride, but I also had many great people that I got to work with. You know, I, 
Uh, my dad and I pitted next to Irv Kanemoto is in mid-Ohio at a wear race at the end of the year in, uh, when I was 15. And Irv was there with Gary Nixon and Randy. And uh, and I ended up winning the 250 race. It was raining, and, and I won the race and and beat those guys. And so they Irv came over to the to the truck and talked to my dad, and I, that's how I got hooked up with Irv. Wow. And so working with Irv taught me all the things I needed to understand about how motorcycle works. And we spent 1979 traveling around all the races here before we, you know, went to Europe. And so it was that learning experience. And I was just a sponge and I always liked understanding how things work. And that's the other part too, that I think is you have to be interested. You have to be, you know, uh, curious about it. And, and I always felt that if I could help the bike work with me, or I could make changes to work with the bike and make a difference. And that's that's what helped and benefited me once I got to Grand Prix and HRC with HRC that first year. Such a new program, incredible engineers, as you know, everybody that that was involved in HRC in the beginning went on to be stars and you know superstars throughout Honda and development of all the bikes that we we loved over the years, um, products and race bikes, but. Having fortunately having them and then someone like me who had made it a such a priority to understand how bike works, my interaction with the bike and and how it could work is what may help make that program, you know, in the beginning, uh, because I I could give them decent information, right? You know? And so we didn't get going off the wrong directions, or if we did, we could you know correct. Mm -hmm. Now and, I've asked riders this before. Some riders will come in and they'll make all kinds of signals about what the bike's doing or whatever. And some of them will be really specific about what they want to have changed, ride height or preload or whatever. Yeah. What were you like? Did you like explain kind of in, in numerical kind of figures or how? Not so much figures, just just I understood how everything worked. And and there again, I, I Irv helped me understand that in ways to to un, to recognize what it felt like. But that was also trial and error. And so, again, that benefited me tremendously for the 85 season mm -hmm. when we were developing two brand new bikes and I was developing the radial tires. And it was such a huge difference in the performance between the bias and the new radials. And so I could come in and, and real quickly understand, or I should say I could go out on a track and in one lap understand if something worked or didn't. So I spent more time running one lap, low runs, during those eight days I was in Australia testing the 250 and 500 um, because, and then I could recognize it come in and we didn't waste time going different directions. So my big asset for me, I, I would say would be the <laughs> fact that I could recognize if it didn't work, I knew what it based on my understanding of preload, rebound, compression, spring rings, oil, you know, all the different things that we could change. Um, so that I had that combination of both. Mm -hmm. You know, and you didn't waste a lot of time because you didn't, didn't have a lot of time, time to waste. No, I didn't. And and that benefited me, obviously, as we got into that season of 85 when, you know, in the beginning, you know, the bike that was the most underdeveloped 250 was that great. The 500 was not good mm -hmm. in the very beginning. Um, when the chatter steer, nothing. And so, but because, you know, I could separate the two, I was I was really good at doing that. You know, jumping from one bike to the other in one lap, I'd be up speed on 250, or vice versa, and then and then again, 
because practice sessions, you know, I didn't have time to debrief after them. So I'm in the practice telling them things that I want them to work on and remembering things after the second session. On the other bike. On the other bike. And then coming back to it, you know. Um, <laughs> because, you know, with the 500, especially in the beginning of the season, we were changing uh, crankshaft mass every week, chassis, engine positions. We could not get it to work with the new radio. I, it was so funny. I tested the radio, and I always kidded Eddie about it. I said, you don't have to thank me too much for that because <laughs> they work great on the Yamaha. <laughs> you know, he went around. It was chattered so bad at that first race in Kyle. I mean, I, t- I, brought, I chipped a two. Oh, I really God. did. Uh, <laughs> and and he went around me and won the race, you know. I said, that's okay. You know, say thank you later. And we were laughing about it. But. All right. I got one more for him before. Because yeah, yeah, we do need to talk yeah. about Bill Trainer. Yeah, yes. but I, I got one more. I just want to ask you about this 85 season. So here's Freddie Spencer at night, lying in bed, like just sitting there in the dark, kind of starting to doze off. Do you ever think to yourself... <laughs> How the hell did I win two world championships in one year? I mean, are you kind yeah. of amazed about that yourself? Really? Well, I don't know so much about amazed. I can, I can tell you what I thought many times. How about this? Okay. I'd be laying in bed at night and I'd wake up and I go, who in the heck thought of doing that? And then I look <laughs> in the mirror and I go, well, me. So I, I didn't have to, I, I couldn't go too far to blame someone. Uh, no, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I, I'm appreciative, thankful for it. I, I had an incredible team. Everything lined up, you know, for us to be able to do it. And it goes back to what I was saying about my my preparation and what I always tell people why I love teaching. And I used to talk with Nikki about this, is is, you know, you you accept the talent you have, you you uh, learn as much as you can about the equipment, the tools you have to work with, and then you you learn to do whatever you can do to make the adjustments to work with those tools and that talent to mm. get the most out of it. And uh and fortunately, that's what I was able to do. Wow. You know. All right. Can I change yeah, this? Yeah, you can go ahead. I, I'm glad I got it. Royal that. Enfield Bill yes. Train Race. It's yes. starting this weekend. It is. It's not the reason we're having you here. We're having yeah. you here for multiple reasons, but yeah. that's the reason we need to talk about yes. it at this point. We'll do the other stuff another time. Sean can have four hours or whatever. <laughs> I'll need four hours <laughs> yeah, at least. That's okay. <laughs> I don't so, mind. Yes. so we're getting started with yeah. that. You've been through the, the obviously the build, yes. the train. Yes. Now- you have six girls, I think, that are returning and yes, six new ones. That's right. This, this program, the Build Trade and Race program with Rolling Field, is something I'm really excited about. It's it's such a great concept, and and I respect Rolling Field. I, I've known them and worked with them a little bit in the last six years. I did a little launch for the GT650 and the Alaman just photos and stuff. This was about six years ago. And the GT650 Cup, which is what they do in India, the build rate train race program is, is, a, is a variation of that here in the United States. And it's really all about the individuals. And it's all about uh, teaching young ladies uh, of all different abilities and different backgrounds that they're motorcycle enthusiasts. They want to learn uh, how to ride better. They want to learn how to build the bike. They're very hands-on. Um, and then we, we come to four rounds and, and they, they got the experience of racing. And I came on board at the end of last season. I, they, I was approached by them to kind of come on and, and, and really help with the, the structure of the build part and the train part, uh, getting them prepared for the race. And I was really, I was really excited about it because, you know, I'm a firm believer in the grassroots. You know, racing and riding is local. It really is. It's where you build the enthusiasm, you do it as a family, your dads, your sons, daughters, in this case. Um, you, you get opportunities. And um, 
And so we had over 90 applicants in a matter of four or five days, and we had to narrow it down to six. Wow. And I tell you, that was, you're talking about high pressure of 85? Yeah. <laughs> this was tough. This was harder than This is hard. This how is how hard. do you decide? What are the criteria? Well, well the criteria is, is, is numerous things, you know, okay. is, is just their, their general, um, you know, reason, you know, for, for doing it. Uh, certainly their story. One of the great things about this, and I think it's very important and Roland Field is doing a great job of this, is the content, the media content. You know, this is this is about showing it from beginning to end. You know, the starting process, the build process. We did that in Dallas, workshop in Dallas. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Butch Bolin, who who I've known my entire life, I got him on board and he's from that area and, and you know, and, um, uh, a local dealership there, used bike dealership, used bikes direct there in, in Grand Prairie. They are letting us use the workshop. And and the, these are all people who are motorcycle enthusiasts to come together to support this program. And, and so we really um, wanted to create an environment for them to uh, and this year uh, in one place as a team to build team spirit and teamwork together. And so that's kind of that's kind of how it started. Then we did the training uh, process there in in outside Fort Worth, the track in Crescent. Oh, and, Crescent! Uh, That's yeah, a good track. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. And um, um, I got Nick. I matched Nick. Nick came and and helped helped me for the two days, along with Scott, who's the team manager. And you know, we we taught him how to start. We did a couple of mock races, all the things prepared. I got them working in corners about how to carry more speed and and entry positions and things, and they just pick it up and and take it all in. and And it, it goes back to what you said about my school. I, I love teaching, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I really do. And I love I love sharing what the sport's about and what it's given me. And I, I've said this a lot, and I said this in my book, you know, that racing or just motorcycling taught me how to believe in my own abilities and judgment. And, you know, it's, it's fortunately given me the chance to travel around the world and do things that, you know, a kid from Shreveport, Louisiana, when there was no racing around my area uh, to accomplish the dreams. And, again, that's, that's again, what this program is about, that Roland Field is giving um, these ladies an opportunity and we're supporting that and and encouraging it. Is there an advantage to coaching somebody that that doesn't know anything? Like, because there's no bad habits, right? right? I mean, right. It's, it's like if you're teaching a kid to throw a baseball yeah. and he'd never thrown a baseball, you could teach him the right way, as opposed yeah. to if you got him when he already d- didn't know the right way. Right. I, you know, it's um that is true because when you don't have any bad habits, it certainly is is easier to um, make a make the change. They're a lot easier because they're just open minded. But at the same time, um, most of me, even the writers from last year, they, they have experience, but it's they had just a year experience in this program. Um, but they're they're all somewhat new racers. You know, it's not really, you know, they're not in it. It's not about being a champion. It's not. It's about uh, achieving and pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone. You know, um, and doing it in the right way. You know, and that's where that's where we we come in. You know, we give them where it's safe, and and also teach them how to get the most out of themselves. And and uh, so yeah, there is that. You know, where where if you have less bad habits, it's somewhat easier to fix. Yeah, it's funny because you I, you know I've talked to a couple of the girls over the has it been two years they've been here? Yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of them are really three green, right? Three I mean, years, they're yeah, just yeah. like they're really new yeah. to all of this. Right. And one of them 
I went and talked to her after a practice session. I said, look, I said, I know going around the corners scares you probably. But I said, there's no reason why you can't hold it wide open on the straightaway. You'll gain two seconds without scaring yourself. You just have yes. to break a little sooner. Right. But And she did that and she was amazed. But you right. can't you right. can't imagine that right. somebody wouldn't have already known know. to go wide open on the straightaway. Well, and that's where, that's where having the school, you know, when I started the school, it's funny, you talked about Vegas. When I first announced the school in September '96, you remember that they had an AMA National, right? At at Las Vegas, yeah. that was the first event they had at the track, and they had an AMA and Superbike National. And so I announced I was going to have a school in Vegas, and go, who's going to come to Vegas? You know, <laughs> and I said, well, hopefully a lot of people. But I, that also, you know, is providing the bike, and you know, in those days, really, and before it was about, well, you got to learn on your own bike, and. And that's not the case. I mean, technique is technique. But understanding what an inexperienced rider goes through certainly helps in, in this program because I understand that. For example, very basic technique. You see someone that's not accelerating. You teach them how to brake properly, they'll accelerate more. Oh, yeah, okay. Because the fear is, is if can I get stopped? <laughs> right, right. You know? And so understanding that basic concept fixes many things. And and I was it was so much fun in the two days we had at Crescent and the couple of the mock races we did. And um and so it it you know, they they try and work so hard. Yeah. You know? And they must just be unbelievably nervous. Oh, like, absolutely. I mean they're they're doing this in a pretty big stage. Yeah. Yes. And their first time, I mean, I know. I, I, that's got to be hard. I yeah. know. And some of them probably were listening to you were talking about how big the crowd was going to be. And uh, <laughs> actors there to that many people, you know, <laughs> it's exciting <laughs> and scary all at the same time, you know. So, well, you know, the, when you touched on this, so we all have, maybe not you, <laughs> we all have limitations. And I think our limit, our actual real limitations in almost anything are beyond what we think they are. Hundred percent, especially yeah. with writing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that must be when you that must be like a real epiphany for them to realize mm -hmm. that they can go so much faster than they thought they could. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that again one of the things you know, doing eleven years and you know six thousand students came through the school in, in, wow. in Vegas that I had, and and I only missed four, and two of them was when parents passed. So I was there every school and I wow. rode most of the students and, and loved it is it can recognize that I can see by the way someone's sitting on the bike, you know, is their comfort level. And then you, and you watch them ride and then, then you start putting the things together and it, and, and I know it helps when I look at them and I say, listen, I know you can do it. You know, I wouldn't, cause trust me, I wouldn't tell you if I didn't believe that. Okay. So you can relax. Cause that's the other thing too, is a lot of it Paul, is, is the fact of, they accelerate down the straightaway and they get in the corner and they're not even going near the speed that they can and the bike won't turn because they're just right. locked, you know. And so you get them to relax, get them to see trust, which it helps, you know, where you start that trust. And then, then I can say, you do this, this, and this, and the bike will do this. Or or you're trying to, you know, as, I was, as we were talking, you're not accelerating. We're going to fix this, and then you'll feel comfortable. So, yeah, I did. I mean, it know? almost go around the corner by itself if yeah, you didn't mess yeah, with exactly. it. Exactly. The problem is you mess yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I said one time I crashed in in uh, qualifying at, on, in '85 at in Silverstone because you got know, rains all the time, and so I came in. I got the bright idea because I got a bonus money, you know, for being pole. So I told her, I said, put a put the rear slick on. We'll keep the intermediate front on. It'd be fine. He goes, well, the groove's only about three feet 
you know, it was just a little bit of groove. So I said, oh, it'd be fine. Be like back in the day, you know, flat track. And I can, <laughs> I can deal with a groove three feet wide. No problem. <laughs> you know, so I, I go around first lap. And it's last, my last fly lap. I go down and turn one. And uh, so I, I turn in and I'm fine. And then the front kind of tucked. And then I, I saved it, but it put me right on the outside white. You know, More the wet high side of me. And at high side of me, I hit the ground. The bike never hit the ground. It went and went perfectly through the corner, you know? <laughs> yeah. It would have been fine if the, the rider wasn't I, on it. I know. And I was, I, know, I, was, I was chasing it. And so I was chasing it. And you're supposed to go to the – I didn't realize it was that little bit of time. So I'm chasing the medical guys are chasing me. And I was, I was trying to get back to the pits, you know? But anyway. <laughs> well, so – there's a there's a huge disparity among talent with these yes. these girls. I mean, we have Kaylee Bike who won the championship last year. She's back again. So, she do you see is she advanced more than the other riders? And well, you know that, and she teaches too. I yeah, think. Yeah, she does. She does. And Kaylee really is a, a is a good rider. And and we have a couple of young 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 and and uh, different age riders that this year that have pretty good experience. Yeah. Uh, that it's going to be very competitive. And Kaylee knows that. And so she's been working on, uh, and that's one of the things is, you know, after Crescent, we've talked and, and they, they've, some of them, do, they do track days and, oh, and work yeah. on, yeah, of course, yep. and work on certain techniques. But it certainly helps the riders that come from riding the bike last year. Uh, they've been here before. Um, and so they, they know what to expect. Um, but I, I think it's going to be, we're, we're not sure. That's what's going to be great about, right. um, you know, once we start tomorrow, um, all the things they've worked on, I, they're going to be better than they were uh, even at Crescent because uh, they've worked on one. I just tell you, one thing to work on is, uh, you know, trail braking, you know, getting the bike controlled, turned, short amount of time, loading the front, you can carry more speed. Here, you, you're more confident using the brakes at some lean angle. You wait a lot later to brake. Uh, you can because you can carry more entry speed. And so they, they've all been working on those things. And that that backs up from there, straightaway speed, accelerating more, and off the corner. You know, you get you get better drives. You can get the bike pointed better. Um, and they've all been working on that, and as well as Kaylee. Kaylee will be faster than she was last year. Yeah. So, you know, we see this happen a lot in like little, little league baseball or stick and ball sports. These kids will watch TV, they'll watch major league baseball and they'll emulate some things. And I'm not sure so much if Royal Enfield does it, you can tell us this, but I'm thinking about body position and you think about back when, when Mick Dewan raced and how he had that strange racing style that Norik Abbey did and Larry Pegram did. And you were more conventional, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. But then now they're dangling their foot. What are you telling these? What do you do? You, do you teach them how to drag their knee? Or well, yeah. That uh, one of the things that certainly you see, and not so much the dangling of the of the foot, but all the riders are getting more off the inside of the bike. Um, that's because you're carrying more speed and more lane angle. Um, you know, there's so much talk about dragging the elbow. Yes, but they're leaning off quite a bit more. Oh than, yes, than we did yes, um, and so there, there was, you know, that's one of the things. Side grip is better, edge grip, profile the tires, uh, and just corner speed is higher. You know, so you, it requires more lean angle. Uh, on these bikes, that's not so much the case, right? And so, but you do. We obviously teach moving the body to to learn how 
to change direction at the speed appropriate for the corner. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm having working on here is in one and three is that's a more gradual turn in. The emphasis there is is where you're looking, eyes, because of the speed, it's a big racetrack, it's a wide racetrack, looking and and maximizing your entry speed to and with with brake pressures needed, but your body. And then you go down into five, and that's a much quicker change of direction. Um on amateur riders, that's one of the factors um, is there because they don't have the experience is how to get the bike turned the proper speed to put the bike at the right point in the middle of the corner to maximize your exit, you know. And uh, so we we work on that and then we'll continue working on that throughout the weekend. And, and uh, you know, so it, you know, that that part, body position, you know, getting off the bike. It wouldn't be like a Grand Prix bike, but it's still, you know, one of the factors that uh, that I, you know, taught when I was teaching school. You know, have the have these riders looked up who Freddie Spencer really is? Do they know? <laughs> they probably had to Google right away. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, but did. seriously, do they? You know, what they're getting is invaluable, and it's on a level that people would go nuts to be able to get and hear from. Well. We've gotten to know each other, obviously, yeah. pretty well and, and uh, spent a lot of time in, in Dallas. And, well, not a whole lot. You know, Dallas, we just started the program. Right. You know? So we've had uh, the five days in the build part and then two days training and this first race. And I will be at three events. I'll be here. Then I'll be at Brainerd because of my, my uh, GP commitments. Yep. Um, I won't be at the Ridge and then Pittsburgh. But um, I'll be continuing to work with them. And, yes, they're very – very appreciative and 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 for me it's a privilege i i they they know how much i enjoy it and yeah and helping them and want to see them do well so yeah because you're a teacher i bet yeah, i bet yeah. you would i mean it's yeah. got to be thoroughly satisfying to is. have that yeah, am i going to do the elephant in the room yes you are i'm that's why i just did the softballs you go for the hardball well, you know yeah. what i found out today that really crushed me what I'm older than Freddie. <laughs> I, I, was, I was certain that he was older than me. I knew, and I'm not going to say how old we are, but yeah. we're like six months apart. I, but I thought we it was six months around. the other way. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm pretty crushed. Yeah, yeah. He's just saying it's like so deflated. It's so deflated. He's like, I've known you since you were this big, and I'm like, well, you were about that big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so so we determined we determined the only reason why he thought I was older is because. He's I was, bigger. I was taller than he was. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Exactly. I, you know, I didn't say shorter. Right. right. No, you Thank did a good job that. with oh, that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, we're taller. all around the same age, but we I knew are. Freddie was a little bit younger than Vertically me. Vertically yeah. challenged yeah. is what I yeah. have to go with. Yeah. So we've yeah. got yeah. to just talk real quickly when, about yes. your yes. MotoGP yes. experience yeah. because I've known you forever. Right. Not since birth, but yeah, yeah, forever. Close, Almost. And, and you know, every time I, I I hear Freddie, Freddie, and it's you know, I'm like, oh my god, poor Freddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about poor Freddie. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's not, but it's um, uh, obviously as as uh, part of the the FI MotoGP stewards panel. I've been doing it since 19. Um, it is the most obviously the most challenging job as you can imagine, um, and basically. Basically, what has changed since I started is just the amount of personality. Being chairman, my job has come in, and and from a writer's perspective, but also just as the program grew. And we we have over 90 cameras now, counting the CCTV, that we can have access to. We have a race control suite that monitors um, anything from when the crashes and – 
uh, all of the time so that we more accurate with uh, when they do shortcuts um, or track positionings, go off the track, track limits. Uh, if we give someone, they have to lose a certain amount of time. Um, and with the cameras and the personnel that I have, you know, the goal has always been to increase our ability to be able to, um, you know, analyze situations in short amount of time. If we are going to give change of positions, do it in, in an appropriate amount of time, that lap, uh, if possible or less. Uh, so from our side, my side, that's what we've always worked toward. You know, one of the things that I know that people are, and, I, and I've told you, I, I can't talk about incidents or anything, but one of the things we always are working toward is um, the balance of race incidents and incidental, you know, contact. Um, you know, one of the things, as I was explaining earlier, and in, in, in the last race was perfect. Uh, France was what we would like to see. We have the greatest sport, motorsport, in my opinion, in, in the world. And it's the greatest show. And it's also, you know, the best riders, the best opportunity. And, and we always want to see them perform and be able to do their job. Um, you know, there's over the last few years, there's been from the rider side, you know, from the safety commission side. Um, and the riders meet, the MotoGP riders meet every Friday. There was a push about, you know, well, contact, contact. And, you know, what was, what is, is incidental, what's racing, what's too much. And, you know, it got to the point a few races ago where it was just, um, you know, too much, you know, not too much contact, but it's where um, it, it is, there shouldn't be any involvement. It should be race incident. We all agree with that. And if it's too much, if there's, if it's race affecting, um, there will be change of positions. That's going to be the first course of action as it should be. And, um, and then we'll move forward from that. Um, but you know, the riders, the riders understand that. And, and as much as anything, what you see in this world today and in our sport, and a lot of people need to understand is it is so competitive and so difficult. The pressure, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of, um, from, from the rider standpoint. And I understand that, you know, um, from our side our you know, it's safety and fairness. And, uh, but we want the riders to be able to race. And, um, that's what we saw in France. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. It's yeah. really good. We're getting yeah. the signal. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we can keep going. I mean, yeah. I'm going to go a little bit after we get off here. So yeah. you, you fans aren't going to get to hear what I'm going to ask them, but there's <laughs> going to be a couple more things. But um, we're here at Road America, Royal Enfield Build Train Race, and Freddie's in charge of it. He's got these girls ready to go, yeah. ladies ready to go, yes. and uh, we're going to get to see them race. It's going to be exciting and great that you're you're part of our paddock again, Freddie. It's good well, to have you here. The last thing I would like to say is, you know, AMA race is where I started, and it's so great that Moto America is involved with Wayne and Chuck and everybody, and, and we're all here to support that and give these ladies a chance but you know there's no no better sport so uh everybody stay tuned and watch well said yeah. awesome. thank you thank you yeah.
is it is so competitive and so difficult. And the pressure, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of um, from from the writer's standpoint, and I understand that. You know, um, from our side, our you know, it's safety and fairness, and uh, but we want the writers to be able to race, and um, that's what we saw in France. Mm. I think that's it. It's yeah. really good. We're getting yeah. the signal. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we can keep going. I mean, yeah. I'm going to go a little bit after we get off here. So yeah. you, you fans aren't going to get to hear what I'm going to ask them, but there's <laughs> going to be a couple more things. But um, we're here at Road America, Royal Enfield Build Train Race, and Freddie's in charge of it. He's got these girls ready to go, yeah. ladies ready to go, yes. and uh, we're going to get to see them race. It's going to be exciting and great that you're you're part of our paddock again, Freddie. It's well, good to have you here. The last thing I would like to say is, you know, AMA Race is where I started, and it's so great that Moto America is involved with Wayne and Chuck and everybody, and, and we're all here to support that and give these ladies a chance but you know there's no no better sport so uh everybody stay tuned and watch well said yeah. awesome thank, thank you, you. Yeah. that was great yeah.